Hello, everyone. This is going to be a little bit different show this week. We had some technical difficulties, so we are going to post the first half of the shows today. We will record the second half tonight, and then we will post the second half on Friday morning. So let's get started with the show. Welcome to Her Fantasy Football, where the three of us sisters go matchup by matchup to help you set your lineup. And let's be honest, help ourselves set the lineups as well. Make sure to follow us at HerFantasyFootball.com and on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. We're also on Facebook at HerFantasyFootball and on ESPNW if you want to check out our daily articles and video. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. Woohoo! And it's playoffs times, guys. Some of us yep. have one more week. Some of us started last week, but it's time. Tis the season. Get it so together. Get, get it together, you guys. Sorry. Get it together. Let's just jump right into it. Thursday night, Dallas Cowboys, eight and four, the Chicago Bears, five and seven. Play him if you got him, DeMarco Murray. I understand Murray was held to his lowest rushing yards this season of 73 yards on 20 attempts. But no fear, you guys. We're still starting him. Let's go. Of course. There's no question. He's a must-start every week. Tony Romo. Romo is listed as probable this week against the Bears. We all saw his awful, awful, awful performance last week. I'm blaming it on the back. Um, it can't possibly be that awful arm. It must be the back. Must be. <laughs> must be. So we're going to forget about that game, pretend like it didn't happen, and start him this week, you guys. We have to. It's going to be a shootout. It has to be a shootout. It's going to be fun. Come on, Romo. We have you ranked number five. You're going to be great. Des Bryant's. Bryant was still able to get 73 yards out of four receptions, so I can't be mad at that with the performance the Cowboys had. We're going to play him every week. Must start. Dan Bailey. Chicago gives up the most fantasy points to kickers, you guys. Just a little fun fact for you. Dan Bailey, must start. Jason Witten. You know, Jason has found himself outside of the top ten tight ends now. You know, that's not great. I'd certainly say so after less than a point last week. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that happened. Yeah, that happened. happened. Um, Witten. Yeah. Yeah. But he did have nine fantasy points the two weeks before that, Ashley. So that's not that bad. And Chicago gives up the most fantasy points to tight ends. Yep. So don't worry, Ashley. You're starting him this week. Start Witten this week? You're going to do it. Again? Sure. I think you should. I've got Martellus Bennett. I made that mistake already once. Not doing it again this week. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, Bennett, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was brutal. That was, was brutal. That was a little ridiculous. Brutal! Brutal! Bench warmers, you guys. The Dallas defense, we have them ranked 20th. You know, there's better defenses out there. We're fine. Go pick up the Vikings and play them, please. Not the Dallas this week. Just don't. I like it. The Bears. Well, I'm going to start with the kicker. 
Because that's what we do here. No, just kidding. Uh, but it is important for you to know that Robbie Gold is hurt. Yep. He has a quad injury. And they signed Jay Feely. That's really bad news. I wouldn't start either of them in Chicago. Stay away from them both. But it is important that at least you get some points. So make sure to check your kickers. This is the playoffs. This is not the time to get lazy. Um, there's a decent matchup for our amazing Matt Forte. Who hey, last, Forte. Was not so last amazing week was last not week. so amazing. Yeah. Nope, nope. He rushed five times for six yards. Which, by the way, he only rushed five times? That's crazy. <laughs> How is that even possible? <sighs> it's um, the Bears. Anything's possible. Um, but he also caught six of his nine targets for 52 yards. But that's only 5.8 points. And the bad news is that they're going to have to play Detroit again in week 16, which may be your championship. Now, I'm not saying you ever bench Matt Forte. That's crazy. But I think it's very important to know that in week 16, you may not be able to lean on him in the same way that you thought you could. So make sure that you're picking up these kind of flashy players while they're around because things are getting a little weird there in Chicago. Speaking of weird, Brandon Marshall... There's like, I don't know, he and Jay Cutler have a separation. Someone's filed papers. Big I don't know. Fight. It's Big awkward. fight. Yeah, everyone's crying. Uh, yeah, no, it, very weird. Listen, the Cowboys give up the seventh least points to wide receivers, so it's a bad matchup to begin with. In good news, listen, yeah, his numbers weren't great, but he did catch six of 11 targets, so he is still getting targeted, so that is a good thing, but he only went for 42 yards. Why? Because... They are looking down the field at Alshon Jeffrey and in the end zone at Alshon Jeffrey. So that's why he is in the must-starts. He's a big if, though, because he's listed as questionable with a hamstring injury. So just make sure to check your injury reports. Um, Listen, he's getting all these touchdowns, you guys. It's a real deal, so pay attention. And speaking of, you have to play Martellus Bennett, Ashley. You have to play Martellus Bennett. He had not played well for two or three two or three weeks in a row, and Witten was playing well yeah. I mean, with the hot hand. But yeah, you did And it was a good actually. matchup you for Witten. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be judgy because Martellus Bennett is back. Yeah, well, you judge when he's on your team yeah, and not you scoring you points. Yeah, feel free to judge, yeah. please. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I think the good news is that you have two tight ends that can remotely score points yeah, because remotely. other people are very jealous of you. That is true. You, you won yeah. out in that draft. Right, because that's my next point. Listen. Last week was great for him. He caught eight of his 11 targets for 109 yards against the Lions. This was his best game since week eight. But again, only three tight ends have averaged over 10 points per game this year. The only three of them are Gronk, Graham, and Thomas. And you know all three of them have problems as well. But they're so far and above beyond everyone else. You have to think about that the next time you think about late-round tight ends. For the draft next year. Literally, I don't know how you can do it anymore. But the shining light is Martellus Bennett. I would start him. And then, other than Week 12 versus Tampa Bay, Cutler has thrown two interceptions in every game since the Week 6 bye. And that means he's thrown also six interceptions in total. No. No, I'm sorry. Six times. There we go. He's thrown two interceptions in a game this year. Not good. Not good. If you are heavily penalized for interceptions, you just have to know this about them. However, the Cowboys do allow 22.9 fantasy points per game in the last five games. That's the average. That's crazy. So he could have a great game. I'm just giving you all the facts so that you know you probably should play him. 
but I cannot advise you to play him because I have a mind block. She will not go on record saying I will not go on play record. Jay Cutler. It's hard to do. But it's I th- hard to do. It, it may be something that you do, and I can't tell you not to. How's that? Also, you never start the Chicago defense. Boom. Boom. Pittsburgh Steelers, 7-5. and five, The Cincinnati Bengals, 8-3-1. and one. Yeah. Uh, you're starting Sean Suisum, the kicker from the Steelers. We don't talk about all that often, but he's actually a pretty good kicker. So nice. I, I like him this week. I really do. And I think this game could be a, a kicker's game to some extent. We'll see. Ben Roethlisberger, you're playing him. He was the sixth highest scoring quarterback overall last week. He's the sixth highest scoring quarterback for the season. Um, the Bengals give up the seventh fewest points to quarterbacks, so I want you to temper your expectations a bit. Think kind of more of those high teens range, um, low 20s. Don't be thinking high 20s or 30s. It's not going to happen. Le'Veon Bell, again, you're always playing Le'Veon Bell. He's, you know, the second highest scoring running back last week, third overall. The guy is a beast. No, we didn't rush for 200 yards last week. But he still selfish. rushed for 95. Selfish. And a touchdown. Calm down. You're still playing Le'Veon Bell. Now, the Bengals have a pretty poor rush defense, so Bell should have another really, really lovely afternoon. So, big thumbs up for Bell. Antonio Brown, again, you are always playing Antonio Brown. He's now kind of regained his status as a top wide receiver in the league based on last week's game, which was crazy, 97 yards and two touchdowns. And the sad part is that only made the sixth highest scoring receiver last week because some receivers went off. But, uh, again, kind of lower your expectations. The Bengals, only, they give up the second fewest points to wideouts. This will be a tough game, but he's Antonio Brown. He'll still score. Gut call section. Heath Miller, hear me out here. Tight ends are tough. They're a little bit, they're a little rough. It's a rough position, as we seem to mention every single show. This you know. But Heath Miller wouldn't be a bad option this week if you're in a sticky situation with a tight end. Because the Bengals are just okay at defending tight ends. And they're really, really good at defending wide receivers and just so, you know, and ugh, with rush. So they're gonna, we're going to be rushing a lot and we're going to be looking for the short dump-off passes in the middle of the field, which means Heath Miller. And he's had pretty good back-to-back weeks. Two weeks ago he had 71 yards and last week he had 82 yards. So you cannot be mad about seven points or eight points. You just can't. And he's only no. owned in 39% of ESPN leagues. So he is out there for the taking in most of the leagues if you need to find somebody. My bench... Marcus Wheaton, I just want to bring him up because I think it's really important to get kind of a landscape of what's going on here. He's kind of making his way up back into that wide receiver two position for the Steelers. Martavius Bryant was the shiny new toy for a while, but defenses seem to be figuring him out a bit, and they've shut him down the past two weeks. Uh, you know, Wheaton's not even remotely consistent enough to play, but again, know what you're working with. And then Martavis Bryant, again, as we mentioned, he was shut down. Um, He's got the ability for big plays. I don't really see a bunch of big plays happening against the Bengals, so don't try to insert him into your lineup this week. It's just—it's not a great matchup. Not Agreed. great. I like your Heath Miller call, Ashley. Yeah. I agree. Miller's gonna have a game. Heathy. I'm into that. Cincinnati Bengals. I this team is so frustrating. I don't even know where to start. But I'll start with Green because he's exciting. Um, although he is listed as probable, but he'll play. It'll be fine. He's just resting. He yeah. needs a little break. It's good. Good. Um, you know, last week Green was good enough with four receptions and 57 yards and one touchdown. You know, but I feel like this week he's going to be amazing. I do. Wow. Yeah, I got I just, just he's good vibes, Green. I do. He's going up against Ike Taylor, who let Kenny still score yeah. 22 fantasy points. 
Yeah. You guys, if Kenny Stills can score 22 fantasy points, what can AJ Green do, really? Magic. 20- Magic. Magic. <laughs> 25 fantasy points for Mr. Green this week. It's out there. It's out there, you guys. Boom! Gut calls. Ooh. Giovanni Bernard and Jeremy Hill. Who are you uh. people? What is going on? Both scored five fantasy points last week. I don't know what that is. Uh, Bernard had six fantasy points the week before that. Hill had great, you know, a couple great games. But then he got in a little tiff with the coach. Yeah. And that never helps anybody's play. Sure does Just it. look at RG3. Look at Ben Tate. Look at Ben Tate. It's mm. not good, you guys. I'm starting Bernard over Jeremy Hill this week for that fact alone, but I don't love either one of them. I do like Sanu. I don't know. He's the guy I just can't give up on. I just can't give up on him. Him and Terrence Williams. I just feel like they have so much talent and they're just not being Sanu used has a lot properly. Of you know, he does. Sanu's all about it. Do you think he just he isn't had... settling into his like second receiver role? Like he was so good when he was like the guy when Green was hurt. And then once Green came back, it's almost I don't know. I think the coach is having a hard time with Andy Dalton. And then both Green and Bernard being in and out, um, being back in. They're trying to get the ball around. They're trying to get a win and um, any way that they can. So I think they can't do Andy Dalton. Therefore, you know, you got to – I just feel like Sanu's kind of forgotten. I mean, he only was targeted three times last week. That's not good. That's crazy. Uh, but I expect his targets to be back up this week, you guys. They give up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. He's going to have a good game. He's going to have a good game. Jermaine Gresham, he's ranked 14th. Again, it's a Heath Miller situation. There's worse options out there. There are, you guys. Are there? I know that's are crazy there? to say. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's crazy to say, but there's worse options. Bring JJ and the Cincinnati Watt. Bengals, yeah, they're right in the middle. You know, I mean, I wouldn't stream them, but if you're desperate, you know, uh, it's okay. It's not bad. You know, the Bengals have only given up 13 points per game in the last three weeks. That's that's good. That that's good. good. That's really they good. They just need a sack and a couple interceptions. Yeah, Roethlisberger can do that. He can do that. We can we can get it done. Benchwarmers, Andy Dalton, Dalton. <sighs> He went up against the awful Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week and still only managed to get 11 fantasy points. He had three more interceptions, and now he is tied between interceptions and touchdowns, you guys. That is a fact this year. Crazy. It's so bad. At least he didn't affect A.G. Green, you guys. You know, whether Dalton's bad or good, Green's still legit, so it's fine. Let's move on. St. Louis Rams, 5-7 and seven at the Washington Redskins, 3-9. and nine. Both of my teams. I'm intrigued by this matchup. I really am. Because it could be competitive, or the Rams are going to absolutely destroy them. I'm not sure. Murder. I'm not sure which. I'm not sure. It's but my only plan... What if Washington destroys the, the Rams? I want you to think about that. You know what? No way. It's a possibility to a great end. You never know. I, I think Washington could win, but I don't think Washington's going to destroy the Rams. The Rams' defense is legit. They are legit. I have their only claim if you got them this week. For the Rams. There you go. Love them. Not that I ha- usually have a plethora of claim if you got them <laughs> with the Rams, 
But, you know, so, yeah, I mean, in case you missed it, the Rams destroyed the Raiders. And I'm not just talking they won. Like, they demolished them. Like, when I saw the score at halftime, I was like, I'm sorry, what? what? Wait, what? It was That was humiliating. It was crazy. It was crazy. You know, and the Rams' defense was the top-scoring defense last week. They had three interceptions. They had two fumble recoveries and one touchdown. And next up is the Redskins, who give up the seventh-most points to defenses. So it should be another good day for the Rams' defense. Good day. My gut calls, Stedman Bailey. So we kind of told you keep your eye on Bailey. We said don't throw him in your lineup just quite yet because we were in the playoff situation and the last thing you want to do is throw some flyer in there because he was hot one week and then you lose. But you know what? You can feel a little better about him now. This is two solid weeks in a row that he's been rocking it. No, he didn't score you know, last week, but he did have 100 yards off five catches, which is pretty good. My biggest concern nice. is that he's only involved in 60% of the snaps. So if the Rams increased their plays with Stedman involved, then you really might have something on your hands. Because Sean Hill really likes throwing the ball to him. He's really comfortable, yeah. feeling confident with Bailey. Yeah. So I'm hoping the Rams have picked up on this, and they're going to increase his snap counts. And his name is Stedman. That's a great name, That's, right? It's never – it doesn't get better. Fingers crossed. I'm, uh, I'm going to put that up on a wall somewhere just in case I ever get pregnant. Stedman? Yeah. <laughs> Solid. Stedman Lee. It reminds me That's of, like, a, a Marlboro Cowboy ad, right? Where you see some guy in, like, a duster jacket. He's like, hi, ladies. My name is Stedman. Right. It's something nice. I wouldn't believe unless I saw it in writing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, show me your ID. Well, no one was believing him either. And he's, he may be sticking around to stay, Mr. Bailey. We'll see. I like him. Trey Mason I have in my gut call section, which I know would probably infuriate Brandon. But <sighs> he's not quite... Starts, and I'm gonna tell you why. So he had an amazing game last week. He was the top scoring rusher for week 13, but he rushed for 117 yards off 14 carries. But my issue is that 85 of those yards came from one play. Granted, it was a really great play, but still one play. So you know he scored two touchdowns, and it seems to still be the guy in town. And he's up against the Redskins, whose line is actually really good. You know they give up the fourth fewest points in the league. So that's my biggest concern. He hasn't performed well against other tough lines. So only play him in the flex role if you really need to. <laughs> Sean Hill also is my uh, is a possible gut call. Um, you aren't even considering playing Hill unless you know you have an injury situation or you're in a two-quarterback league. Uh, if you are in this situation, he could be a good fit for your lineup this week as the Redskins give up the absolute most points to quarterbacks. So give Sean Hill a thought is what I'm saying here. And then my bench, I've got Tavon Austin. This guy is literally driving me crazy. Because if you look at his points, he had nine points back-to-back weeks. And you're like, oh, that's pretty good. Except for each week, it was just a touchdown off one reverse play. It's the same play the last two weeks, and he has scored. Like, what, what are defenses going to figure out when he lines up for that formation that that's the play? I'm thinking it's this week Bad. against the Redskins. He's not going to score on the same play this week. I'm telling you. The Redskins line is too good. Redskins have a good defense. They do have a good defense, yeah. so I feel good about it. Yeah. And then Kenny Britt is back to being Kenny Britt. He's unreliable and is now not even being targeted. So bye-bye, Britt. Bye-bye. Austin La Vista. No, Redskins. Let's get to these bad boys. Uh, Alfred Morris. I have my play with you got him. <laughs> so despite Morris's subpar performance, you drafted this guy high, and you're going to have to play him. You're going to play him in an RB2 kind of role. Uh, this was his first single-digit game since week seven. You know, the Rams have a great defense, and they give the seven fewest points to running backs. So... Maybe a little rough of a rushing game for him, but they are incorporating him quite a bit in the past, so I think he's got a good shot at for a darn good game. 
Deshaun Jackson, I've also been my must starts. <clears throat> I said that I thought he'd have a good week last week, and he did. And I would like to, at least I call 84 yards and a touchdown a good game. He has another really favorable matchup this week against the Rams. Secondary is the weakest part of their defense. He didn't practice today, so keep an eye out for him. Um, I think he's going to play, but definitely check your injury reports for that. He had a leg contusion, so it's all going to kind of be. If you see him show up at a, at a practice, you're fine. Gut calls Colt McCoy. Again, similar to Sean Hill. If you're in a two-quarterback league, Colt McCoy will be a really interesting play this week. He was the fifth highest-scoring quarterback last week, guys, which I know seems shocking. But he threw for, intriguing. He threw for nearly 400 yards and three touchdowns. He did fumble, but he did not throw an interception. So for me, that's encouraging. And the Rams have a pretty good defense, so they're more than likely he won't throw up huge numbers, but he could be decent enough for a secondary role. I like Sean Hill more, but think about it. Jordan Reed, I don't like this matchup for Reed uh, this week since the Rams get the fourth fewest points at tight ends. But I do want you to take note that he was targeted over 30% of his routes, whereas he only targeted in 12% with RG3. So he's getting a little bit better chemistry with Cole McCoy. So keep that in mind for maybe a better matchup. My bench, Pierre Garçon. At this point, he should not even be on your team. I'm serious. Why is he on your team? Absolutely not. He needs to go to the Jets. Oh, Something my gosh. We, who's going to do that to someone? It's terrible. I just, Everybody. that's so mean. It's mean. They already <laughs> have... <laughs> They already have two wide receivers, like, you know, just sitting there rotting. Rotting. uh, Pierre Garçon's rotting on the Redskins. What's the difference? It's a weird one-off year. You know, he'll probably do okay next year. Yep, on a different team. (laughs) All right, next we got the New York Giants, 3-9 and at the Tennessee Titans, 2-10. and Giants game of the week. Boom. Play him if you got him. ODB. Love him. Odell Beckham Jr. So good. Love him. He continues to help your fantasy team. No, it wasn't 26 fantasy points like it was the week before, but he still managed to get 90 yards out of seven catches, so I'm not mad at him. Nope. Must start. Nope. Gut calls. Rashad Jennings. It's not looking good for Jennings owners, Uh. you guys. Jennings did not practice again today with an ankle injury. After only having him back for three weeks, it's looking like we're without him again. Jennings had his second best game of this season last week with 91 rushing yards and a touchdown, and two touchdowns, excuse me. But you guys, it's sad, but he's most likely going to be out. Check your injury reports. The Giants did sign Chris Brandon. I think it's Obaniah. Obaniah on Tuesday, on Tuesday, um, because God knows we cannot solely rely on Andre Williams, and Coughlin wants to keep his job, so we're going to mix it up in that backfield, although it's going to be pretty awful regardless. And you know what? The New York Giants are in gut calls, too. We have them ranked 16th. It's not my favorite play, but if you're desperate, hey, so are the Giants. I think 16 is the perfect ranking for gut call. Yeah, yeah, it sure. is. Right there. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right there. Right there. Mm-hmm. Little mm-hmm. to the left. Little to the left. Little to the left. <laughs> to screen down, Brandon. All right, <laughs> bench formers. <laughs> Eli Manning. We have not ranked 20th. Oh, for those of you that streamed Eli last week against the Jags, well, I told you so. The <sighs> offensive line could not stop them. From getting to Eli, he had four sacks and lost the ball twice. The Jags That's are better than you think, good. the defense. They are better. They've improved big I, time. 
The Jags are better than you think, period, really. They but, really are. You know. They really yeah. are. Best worst team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Eli ended his day with a team loss against the Jags and nine fantasy points. Very sad from start to finish. Larry Donnell is also on the bench. He continues to fumble. Outrageous. It's so bad. And his main role on the team is to block for Eli, so he can't concentrate on, you know, catching the ball, right? I guess that's his mentality. It's a hot mess, you guys. Clearly doing a great job at that, though. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Actually, they are better when he's in as a blocker. Yeah, they are. They are. They're not better when he's in as a receiver. No. All right. Titans. Well, this will be short. Um, if you got him. None. Mm-hmm. Gut calls. Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker zeroed out on you last week, which was brutal. He is still the eighth highest scoring tight end for the season. But what I do want to point out is that he's really only had two good weeks since week seven. It's a favorable matchup against the Giants. I grant you that. But can you really afford to roll the dice with him this week? I don't think so. I think you have better options with, like, the Heath Millers of the world. I don't want it. Bench, Zap, Mettenberger. Mettenberger had a really good matchup, but I still think you should leave him on your bench. He has a hurt AC joint in his throwing shoulder that was bothering him last week, and I suspect still might be a bit of an issue this week. So look to somebody else, and that somebody else is not Jake Locker. So we're not quite sure who's going to play this week, whether it's Mettenberger, whether it's Jake Locker, what's going on. Uh, Stay away, stay away. You also stay away from the Titans wide receivers. We got Nate Washington. We got Justin Hunter, who's non-existent. Kendall Wright had a good game. So you know, the problem is, depending on the game, some play better with one quarterback versus the other. Some play better in general with a different quarterback. And we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. And these guys are too inconsistent anyway, so stay away from them. Hunter's out on IR, so you're really still looking at Nate Washington and Kendall Wright. But Hunter wasn't really doing much for the season, so it's not like one of these guys is really going to benefit that much more by Hunter being out. Titans running backs, I say it every week. Don't play Bishop Sankey. Don't play Dexter McCluster. Both uh. had subpar games. They only scored like four points in the standard league. But you should be used to this by now. They're on your bench. You have no reason to be playing them unless you literally in dire And even then, don't expect a lot of points from them. Just accept. Accept. That is the Tennessee Titans in a nutshell. Don't expect much. Nope. <laughs> Carolina Panthers, 3-8-1 and one, at New Orleans Saints, 5-7. and seven. Play him if you got him. Panthers, well, Calvin Benjamin, per use. Um, you know, it's just, it is what it is, you guys. 12 targets. You can't yeah. bench a guy who gets 12 targets. Stop. Saints give up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers anyways, so Benjamin should have a decent game. Greg Olson. Olson is listed as questionable after getting hit in the knee last week. He played through it, and he probably will play through it this week too. He had nine targets, and although he did not find the end zone again this week, he still got you five fantasy points. Yeah. So it's a tight end. It's not that bad. Those Vikings like to hold good tight ends to five points. Graham. Gronkowski, Olsen, they do it. It's crazy. Um, But New Orleans gives up the second fewest fantasy points to tight ends, but they have yet to play a good good tight end. Witten still got six fantasy points when they played against the Saints, and Heath Miller, Ashley, had eight. So Olsen could have a decent game. Grisham got 13 fantasy points, so there's always hope. 
people, always. Gut calls, Cam Newton. You know, I don't trust Newton as far as I can throw him. I put him in the gut calls because we have him ranked at 12. But, I mean, it would all make sense that he have a good game. You know, the Saints give up the six most fantasy points to quarterbacks. He had 49 yards rushing last week, so he's moving more. I just don't trust him. In week nine, when he played the Saints last, he only had 12 fantasy points. And now with Greg Olson questionable, he's not my favorite. Jonathan Stewart, on the other hand, he's had 11 fantasy points in the last in um, in the last three weeks, so or two out of the last three weeks. D'Angelo Williams is injured; he might miss this game, so Stewart should see even more touches. Again, every time I say Stewart's name, he has an awful game, so I apologize. Bench warmers, Carolina Panthers defense, not good. No, really bad. Really bad. Well, let's just start with the fact that Jimmy Graham had zero targets. Not zero catches, Ugh. zero targets. Now, in, is that? in the good news is that in week nine, he had 14.3 fantasy points in standard scoring against Carolina. So you have to start him. Doesn't matter, you guys. You just have to start him. Tight ends are terrible. Um, Drew Brees, he's not as bad as you think he's been. And it's all in your mind. He it's kind of true. He seems really bad this year. He's just but the numbers not suggest epic. otherwise. Yeah. yeah. We're used to him being more epic, and now he's a little more great. <laughs> so you're welcome. You have a great quarterback. Um, clearly, Sean Payton is a Her Fantasy Football fan because he heard our cries, which is, Mark Ingram won the job. Don't have them split carries. It's crazy. Clearly, it was us. Uh, yeah, so well, the good news. <laughs> at least one game. One game, yeah. Ingram carried the ball 23 times for 122 yards last week. No touchdowns, but still we're feeling encouraged by those touches. Whereas Pierre Thomas only carried the ball three times for 21 yards and caught two passes for 16 yards. That's useless. You're not going to do it. So Kenny Stills, sure. He's had two nice weeks in a row versus Baltimore. Two weeks ago, he caught eight of his nine targets for 98 yards. And then last week at Pittsburgh, he caught five of his six targets for 162 yards and a touchdown. He has a crazy good game. Crazy good game. He has skills. He has the speed. I mean, we liked him last year, but at the same time, whenever we suggest you starting a wide receiver from the New Orleans Saints, they become a disaster, a complete and utter disaster zone. Brandon Cooks, remember that? The one Mm -hmm. time I said you can start him, no go. So anyway, Carolina does give up the ninth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So Stills is a decent option if you need a flyer at wide receiver. I still want to encourage you to get Colston, though. I'm sorry. He is Mr. Dropsies. And Stills is available in 60% of leagues. So go get him. And frankly, he has not played well for years, though. Mr. Dropsies. I like that. Mr. Dropsies. That's a good one. No go. Um, And I don't care how many points the opposing offense gives defenses. New Orleans Saints defense is not good. Not good. Not good. It's not good. All right, guys, New York Jets, the Minnesota Vikings. This is just epic and sad. I don't want to be called lazy as a fantasy football analyst, but I cannot in good conscience tell you to start anyone from the New York Jets. Um, I cannot tell you when a team only has 13 pass attempts that this is a team that has any fantasy relevance. Can you believe that? 13. That's it. It's it's Uh, bananas. And then he ended up with seven completions for 65 yards. Total. Whole game. 
Decker is depressed, according to his wife. I love this. I can't, I, I, of course he is. Who wouldn't be depressed? Of course he is. What, what professional athlete would not be depressed when your team is losing in such fashion? I feel like Eric Decker and Percy Harvin deserve deserve better. They are borderline droppable in every format, if not just definitely droppable. <laughs> it's funny. My uh, my boyfriend texted me and was like, uh, "Who would you pick last week, Wallace or um, oh my gosh. Harvin?" No, 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 no. Uh, who was who are you just talking about, Brand? Decker. Sorry. Har- uh, yeah, Harvin. Um, and I was Harvard, like, yes. uh, Wallace. Are you with us? And he's like, in- he's like, interesting. You would have been right. And I'm like, uh, yeah, of course I would have been right. Yeah. Obviously. Why are you, why are you playing a jet? Bad. And she knows it. Bad. The jets are the jets and they're on your bench forever. Son. That was a good uh, Minnesota West Side Story really... rendition there. Yeah, that's, nice. that's what she was going for. In case you didn't know, that was an attempted West yeah. Side Story ad lib. <laughs> <laughs> was it not? Totally. Hashtag yes. theater. Yeah. Football. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, here, here's the deal. Minnesota's defense is actually really great. The only thing that they're a little weak at, more than a little weak, is with running backs. And crisscross, split and carries, just what we had nightmares about. Chris Johnson did a little more of it last week. He has 17 carries for 105 yards. Uh, but I've recurred the ball 16 times for 162 yards. So who knows? Or I'm not 162, for just 62. Oh, like just Sorry. 62. That would like be Chris awesome. Chris Johnson had a better week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone loses. Uh, but Minnesota gives up the ninth most points. So, I, you know, that's your only excuse to start someone. Nick Folk, even, is hurt with a hip flexor injury. So if you have him in your lineup by accident, get him out. And then... Because <laughs> it would have been an accident. It was an accident. Because the Jets are the Jets and they're on your bench. Oh, Courtney. Part, part two. Was there a West Side, West Side sequel somewhere? It had right? No. Is it, it's it, well, it'll be just as depressing as the original for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, I also don't suggest starting their defense, even though they have a good rushing defense. That is true. You can pass on them, and yeah, no go. I will say, CJ and CI are so cute next to each other on the bench. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are so cute. They really buddies. are. They look. Yeah, they just they have the same hairdo. They, they sit the same way. They just look like they've been meant to be together forever. Um, the Vikings. Play them if you got them. Minnesota Vikings. Defense. hey oh, We got them ranked number two this week. They had 26 fantasy points last week. Amazing. Nope. Crazy. And they're playing the Jets, who give up the fifth most fantasy points to defenses. So pick them up, you guys. Play Their them. defense was nutty. You. Nutty good last week. It's the theme. They're nutty good. They, I, I don't expect them to get 26 fantasy points again, but hey, you never know. Um, Kyle Rudolph. We have him ranked 10. I know all Rudolph owners saw the early game touchdown and thought it was going to be an amazing, huge game for Rudolph. I know because I own him. Uh, picked him up just for last week. <laughs> not the case. But that's okay. Six points from your tight end is not that bad. Guys, nope. it's not that bad. Um, gut calls. Charles Johnson. I know he only had four targets last week, and that's not good, but I'm not losing hope. I think he's still one of the top receivers for the Vikings. 
Excuse me. Um, and you know what? He's going to have a huge week. He played so many more snaps than he usually does. It's going to be awesome. I'm predicting him to be a top 15 receiver this week. 15, guys. Greg Jennings. Jennings found the end zone for the second week in a row. No one owns him. Pick him up. He's seen six targets a game. Yep. It's good, you guys. He either gets a touchdown, 30 yards, or he gets 70 yards. So play him. Teddy Bridgewater, I'm not as high on him this week as I was last. Um, but if you were in a two-quarterback league, I would say play him for sure. Do it. Bench warmers, Jarek McKinnon. He is doubtful after sitting last week out late call in the game. But if you're looking for someone to replace him, it's Matt Asiata is your man, not Ben Tate. Either way, I wouldn't play any of them. The Jets give up the seventh fewest fantasy points to running backs. And Cordero Patterson, I just like to say his name. Done. 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 Bye. Over. Bye. Bye. Baltimore Ravens, 7-5 and five at the Miami Dolphins, 7-5. and five. Play him if you got him. Justin Forsett. Forsett is listed as probable, and is ex- but is expected to play on Sunday, guys, so don't worry. He's killing it. He's a must-start every week. He carries the ball over 20 times in the last three weeks. Do it. Torrey Smith. Torrey is listed as questionable with a knee injury for Sunday, but looks to be resting and going to be playing. So keep an eye on that injury report. He has found the end zone twice last week in 65 yards as well. Awesome, awesome. Miami's defense is no joke, but I think Torrey can still get in the end zone. Yeah, yeah he's playing. really come on, really come on. Really? Yeah, he has some great catches. So concerned about him in the first half of the season, but he is amazing. Now, thank goodness. We have him ranked uh, 20th, so highest ranking thus far this year. Baltimore Ravens defense is ranked 10, so you can play them. I'm not upset about it. Gut calls Steve Smith Jr. He is such a senior. Excuse me, junior. He wishes. Uh, (laughs) He is such a boomer bust player. It's crazy. I don't know what to tell you about him. I don't think this is going to be his week. And then bench warmers, Joe Flacco. I know he had a great game last week, but he doesn't have two games. <coughs> two good games um, back-to-back, so don't play him. Dolphins give up the second-fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. All right. On to the Dolphins. So you're playing Caleb Sturgis. This could be a really interesting kicking game. It could be definitely <clears throat> tail of two defenses, so definitely give him a thought. Mike Wallace. I also have in my must-starts. So he had an okay week last week, but what is important is that they're coming off kind of a high, right? They were able to come from behind and and win on the road, which they haven't done in forever. And this is a pretty amazing matchup as the Ravens give up the second most points to wideouts. So I'm a big fan, and I'm liking it this week. Cut call section, Ryan Tannehill. So what happened to Tannehill? You were supposed to kill it against the Jets, and you scored single-digit points. He threw no touchdowns, one interception, and less than 250 yards. These are not numbers you want to see from your quarterback. The Ravens are only slightly better defending quarterbacks than the Jets were. So while he very might have a bit of a bounce back week, I wouldn't blame you for holding Tannehill out with the playoffs upon us. It was that rough. Ryan Tannehill is why people hate late-round quarterback. Like, single-handedly, he's the evidence people put forth. They're like, you know... I'm sorry. You can't tell me I'm not better off with Aaron Rodgers than Ryan Tannehill. You just can't. Not with a straight face. 
Not that, I'm, not. not that I'm telling not. you to pick up early quarterbacks. I'm just saying it's very frustrating when you're streaming quarterbacks because you see this matchup for the, with the New York Jets and you think, yes, yes, yes. And then, ugh. I mean, it wasn't and awful. It just wasn't. It was pretty bad. It is. Yeah, it Less than 15 points for a quarterback is unacceptable, especially against the Jets. No. True. But, you know. Moving on to Lamar Miller, another gem. So, you know, he didn't have a whole lot of yards last week, only 56 off 13 attempts, but he was able to score a touchdown, which is encouraging. So while he has been upgraded this season to a must-start, he's playing against the very best team in the league at stopping the run, and I am not convinced that he will be able to be better than the average. I just, I'm not. I'm not convinced of it. Think of him in a flex role at best. Bench warmers, Miami Dolphin defense. So despite being the third highest scoring defense in the league, I think you'd be wise to bench them this week. The Ravens give up the fourth fewest points to opposing defenses, and they aren't turning the ball over, and they aren't letting Flacco get sacked. And these are two very important things for you to have a defense that's actually going to score you points. So keep them on your bench. Also keep Don Sims on the bench. I just kind of wanted to mention him uh, for the fact that he is stepping in for Charles Clay while he is injured. Clay probably will still be out. So Sims would be the guy. And he wasn't targeted much, only four times, but he did catch everything thrown his way for 58 yards. And, hey, five points isn't bad for a tight end. Nonetheless, keep him on your bench. That is the end of part one. Thank you so much for listening. Again, we will record the second half of the teams tonight, and we will post it Friday morning. So thanks, and check us out tomorrow. (laughs) 